Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This podcast contains graphic content and may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. True North True Crime is produced on the territories of the Coast Salish people. My name is Clarence. I'm April's uncle. And uh, I'd just like to offer... First, I'd like to acknowledge the... People of Chehalis, whose territory we're occupying. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to say a little prayer. I'd like to ask uh, Peter and all our ancestors to watch over us today and to make sure that everybody is safe and to help us bring April home. We love her and we miss her very much. We all just want to know that she's back with us again. The Lower Fraser Canyon is a picturesque region located in the province of British Columbia, Canada. It is situated along the banks of the Fraser River and stretches from the city of Hope to the town of Lytton. This rugged canyon is known for its stunning natural beauty, rich history, and outdoor recreational opportunities. The geography of the Lower Fraser Canyon is characterized by steep cliffs, towering rock formations, and the powerful currents of the Fraser River. The canyon's walls rise dramatically on both sides, creating a narrow passage that adds to its scenic allure. The diverse terrain consists of forests, grasslands, rocky slopes, offering a variety of ecosystems and habitats for wildlife. True hunters, fishers, and outdoors people know this area in great detail. But despite their best efforts, the canyon itself is still withholding a secret. In the spring of 2020, a 45-year-old woman went missing from the community of Spuzzum, British Columbia. A series of tragic events that unfolded in the days that followed may have given some answers. However, she remains missing to this day, and her community continues to search for her three years later. In this episode, we present the disappearance of April 
Leanne Parisian, and you were listening to True North True Crime. Hello, everyone, and welcome to True North True Crime. Thanks for joining us. As always, we're glad you're here, whether you're a longtime listener or new to the podcast. True North True Crime is an independent Canadian podcast bringing awareness to missing people and victims of violent crime. If you have a case suggestion for us, you can send it to truenorthtruecrime at gmail.com. We do prioritize cases that come to us directly from family members or close contacts of the case. But having said that, we're open to all suggestions. If you're looking for more True North True Crime, you can subscribe to TNTC Plus on Apple Podcasts or over on Patreon. For $5 a month, you'll get all episodes ad-free, early releases on Mondays instead of Thursdays, as well as exclusive bonus episodes. If you'd like another way to support the podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Instagram or Twitter at TNTCPod. Before we get into tonight's episode, we wanted to bring you a tragic update. For those unaware, there has been an update from episode 46 that we detailed, uh, which was the disappearance of Madison Scott. Madison was a 20-year-old woman from Vanderhoof, British Columbia. On the evening of May 28, 2011, she drove her pickup truck to the Hogsback Lake campground with friends. There was a party there that night. And during the course of the party, uh, Madison's friend returned back to Vanderhoof. However, Madison chose to stay behind. She had already set up her tent and was ready to stay the night. While the party had dwindled in numbers, there were still a few people around. But by morning time, Madison had not returned home, nor had she contacted any friends or family. Madison's parents drove out to the campground a day later looking for Madison, and when they arrived, they found her flattened tent and her truck, but they did not find Madison. Countless massive searches have occurred over the years. However, Madison has never been found. Madison's disappearance has been the source of many podcasts, news articles, and documentaries over the years, and her story has been heard around the world. And unfortunately, the tragic update is that on the weekend of May 27th and 28th, 2023, the family and community were marking the 12th anniversary of Madison's disappearance with their annual poker run and search. Now that following Monday, uh, which would be May 29th, 2023, the Vanderhoof RCMP made an announcement. The remains of 20-year-old Madison Scott, who went missing from the campground near Vanderhoof, in May 2011, had been recovered on a rural property outside of Vanderhoof. According to the RCMP, the property is located on the east side of Vanderhoof, about 20 kilometers away from Hogsback Lake, and about 80 kilometers west of Prince George. Now, looking at aerial photos of the area, we can deduce that there are several structures on the property, as well as a road that appears to be some sort of driveway. Uh, There are also several wooded areas on that property. From what we understand, the search of the property where Madison's remains were located is still ongoing. Now, RCMP and Madison's family have put out renewed pleas asking anyone for information on this case. 
The Scott family also expressed gratitude to all of you who searched for Madison or helped keep her name in the media. They also stated, quote, we trust that with patience, persistence, and belief that we will receive answers and remain motivated to achieve closure. The police's investigation is ongoing, and as of this recording date, uh, which is, uh, what, July 17th, no charges have been laid in connection with Madison's disappearance. At True North True Crime, we want to extend our condolences to the Scott family and the entire community who came out in droves to the vigil that was held on June 3rd, 2023. Over a thousand people attended this vigil, so that just tells you how many people in that community of just over 4,000 people were impacted by Madison's disappearance. We hope that justice is served in this case and that her family and friends and loved ones are able to find some sort of semblance of peace in the coming weeks and months. We also want to thank Hannah Peterson for interviewing us on this case for the Prince George Citizen, and we hope that some answers come soon. And with that, we'll get into tonight's episode. So as mentioned in this episode, we are talking about the 2020 disappearance of 45-year-old April Leanne Parisian. Some reports state that April was last seen on March 28, 2020, while others say it was early April between the 5th and the 8th. We do know that her last social media post was made on March 28, 2020. April was reported missing in early April of 2020, and she was last seen in the Fraser Canyon community of Spuzzum. April is described by police as an indigenous female with blonde hair and blue eyes. She's 5'7 and between 240 and 280 pounds. She is known to shop in the Chilliwack area and is a well-known face around Hope. Anyone with information should call the IHIT information line at 1-877-551-4448 or by email at ihitinfo at rcmp-grc.gc.ca. Should you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. We put this episode together using publicly available news articles and confirmed social media posts. We also spoke with April's friend and neighbor, Jessica. Jessica was essential in helping us fill in some of the blanks, and we are super grateful for her help on this case. As an additional content warning, this episode deals with intimate partner violence, and there is also a reference to a suicide. So this case originates in the unincorporated town of Spuzzum, British Columbia. Spuzzum is remote, and most are only familiar with it as a place along the Trans-Canada Highway on their way to or from the Lower Mainland into the interior regions of British Columbia. It's nestled between Hope, B.C. and Lytton, B.C., and some may be familiar with a tourist attraction that is located near Spuzzum, which is Hell's Gate. Hell's Gate is an air tram that takes riders above the Fraser Canyon to look down at the raging waters of the Fraser River beneath them. As mentioned in the intro to this episode, the geography of the Lower Fraser Canyon, where Spuzzum sits, is an important aspect of this case. The rugged landscape of the Lower Fraser Canyon is stunning. Carved by the mighty Fraser River, this geological wonder stretches its path through British Columbia. Towering cliffs rise majestically on either side of the canyon, forming a narrow passage that beckons explorers and adventurers alike. The river, a powerful force of pristine water, weaves its way through the canyon, carrying with it glacial silt. Forests, 
climb the slopes with their canopy casting shadows on rocky outcrops. In this place, the forces of nature have sculpted an awe-inspiring terrain. The lower Fraser Canyon then gives way to the Fraser Valley, which is a large farming area that extends from the mouth of the canyon into the Metro Vancouver area and then onto the coast. Spuzzum, the community, is located adjacent to Spuzzum First Nation Reserve and is part of the vast traditional territory of the Inklakutma-speaking people. Due to its tiny size, Spuzzum may not be noticed by drivers flying along the highway. However, when we spoke to Jessica for this episode, she stated, quote, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. The surrounding area being a vast wilderness has only complicated the case that we are talking about today. So let's talk a little bit about April Parisian. April Parisian was 45 years old at the time of her disappearance in the late winter of 2020. April was an indigenous woman who was from the Kakawistaha First Nation. She has Soto, Ojibwa, and Métis heritage. April was raised by her grandmother, Keitha Parisian. April lived in a camper or RV in Spuzzum, and she also owned a red Chevy pickup truck that had a camper on the back that she used for camping trips. While there's not a lot of information about April's life or who she was available online, we were able to ask a family friend for some details about her. April was a kind-hearted person. She was loyal and she loved to cook. She was also an avid gardener, harvester, and wild crafter. A lover of nature, hunting, collecting wild herbs, and foraging, she connected to the land through traditional First Nations culture. She would often bring friends the fruits of her labor, such as stinging nettles or fiddleheads when she would drop by for a coffee or a barbecue. April was such an avid gardener that April had also taken over a whole vacant lot that she turned into a beautiful garden. April was a deeply loved individual by so many and had just recently reconnected with her siblings before she disappeared. In a CBC article written in April of 2020, April's friend Tammy had the following to say about April. She always had a kind word to say. If I had one word to describe April, it would be sunshine. Jessica shared with us that April had a great sense of humor. One day, Jessica invited April over for a barbecue, and April found a meme that stated it was Naked Gardening Day. So she sent the meme to Jessica, which was a picture of a naked woman in a garden, saying, Hope you don't mind, Jessica. I know it's your party, but I'll be wearing my birthday suit. There's also a really funny photo that April posted on Facebook. It was super early in the pandemic. It was March 23rd, 2020. So like 10 days into the lockdowns and April posted a pic of her in full head to toe PPE, including a medical bunny suit, mask and goggles. And she is sitting on two camping chairs with her fiance. They're in a remote riverbed uh, along the Skagit while holding up beverages in a cheersing-type motion. There is clearly no one else around, just trees and nature. And the caption of the post is, self-quarantine PPE. Um, It was a super cute photo. April was also like a take-no-crap kind of person. Jessica recounted one story that she will always remember. At Jessica's birthday in May 2019, April and a few others were hanging out in the wee hours of the morning when suddenly objects started flying into the yard that they were sitting in. It turned out that the neighbor next door was throwing spray paint cans into a fire on the other side of the fence and these cans were exploding and flying through the air. April got up from her chair, fearless, and went over to the neighbor's house. 
She tore a strip out of them and told them that they were going to burn the whole town down. Needless to say, the neighbors understood April's wrath and stopped throwing things into the fire. Meanwhile, everyone at Jessica's place uh, was laughing their butts off at April's moxie. Now, we mentioned April's fiancé in reference to the PPE early pandemic photo taken on March 23rd, 2020. That photo was taken with her and her partner less than a month before she disappeared. April was in a relationship with a man named Paris Margison. It's reported that the two of them had been together for about a year and eventually would go on to get engaged on October 1st, 2018. The two were planning on having an outdoor wedding as they were both people who loved being in nature. According to Paris's Facebook page, it looks like he was part of the popular Discovery Channel show, Highway Through Hell. However, he does not appear on the show's IMDb page as one of the cast members. During our research, we were told that Paris is actually Jamie Davis's cousin, Jamie being the owner of Jamie Davis Heavy Rescue. For those who haven't seen the show, Highway Through Hell follows the workers at Jamie Davis Heavy Rescue as they respond to emergency calls on the treacherous Coquihalla Highway. April and Paris seem to be very much in love and were living together at the time of her disappearance. April's most recent posts on Facebook consisted of photos of her camping at a river on March 23, 2020, followed by her sharing a meme on March 28, 2020, which would end up being her last post to her Facebook timeline. Her last bank transaction was on April 5th, and there's information pointing to her making a phone call to her grandmother, but that hasn't been 100% confirmed. She was last seen by a family member, her cousin, on either April 7th or April 8th. People began to notice that they hadn't heard from April in a while, as well as her Facebook account going quiet, which was suspicious as April was an avid poster. April's boyfriend, Paris Margison, finally reached out to April's aunt, stating that he couldn't find April and asked if she was at her family member's residence. This caused April's family concern, and a missing person report was filed with the police on April 15th, 2020. In the following days, April's family members posted photos of April's truck, a red 1998 Chevrolet 2500, which had a camper on the bed of the truck. On April 16th, 2020, in a Facebook post, the family states that the police had broken April's door down in an effort to locate her, but to no avail. They continued the search on foot near her residence. The Facebook post also states that Paris had not been in contact with the police, and there was no sign of him anywhere either, and to be on the lookout for April's red truck but it would appear that April's red truck had been located in the morning hours of April 16th, 2020, and what police found inside would make this mystery even harder to solve. We're now going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. By listening and checking out our sponsors, you are ensuring that we are able to continue making this podcast happen. So check them out. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, everyone, we are back. So before the break, we outlined who April Parisian was and the details available to us in regards to her disappearance. April was a 45-year-old Indigenous woman living in the unincorporated town of Spuzzum, British Columbia, when she went missing in early April of 2020. April had been living with her fiancé, Paris Margison, who the family and police also had lost contact with after April was reported missing. While some reported that April and Paris seemed to be in love, many who knew them began to see that the relationship may have had a dark side to it as well. Our contact for this episode, Jessica, describes Paris as a violent man, and that's backed up by a long list of offenses stretching from 1998 to 2020 when searching his name on uh, BC court records. Charges attached to his name include driving without a license, causing a disturbance, uttering threats to cause death or bodily harm, as well as assault. In fact, one of the court dates attached to his name for June of 2020 was in relation to Paris physically assaulting Jessica's husband at a birthday party. Jessica states the following. Paris had written rat on the street in front of our house. He had assumed it was us who called the police on one of our other neighbors who had stolen vehicles in his yard. When my husband confronted him about the writing, Paris went off. He tried to drag my husband out of his truck and was uttering threats. He came off as a very charming man at first when we first met him. In fact, we even offered him a job at one point. Tammy Francis, April's cousin, assumed responsibility for coordinating the community search efforts for April. And according to Tammy, she personally observed instances of altercations between the couple, as well as unexplained injuries that were done to April which made her believe that there was more going on behind closed doors in their relationship. In an article written by the Hope Standard, Tammy says, Little things now that you notice that you didn't really pay attention to. People should have paid more attention. Tammy shared with the Hope Standard that she had only met Paris a couple of times, but she was aware that there was talk of domestic trouble. A few of my other cousins did too. We were trying to reach out to her and say, April, come talk to us. Tell us what we could do. And you could see that she kind of wanted to, but then she would shut down. Our contact for this case believes that things started to go sideways in their relationship after Paris was involved with the cleanup of a truck that had crashed. Now, this truck had been carrying a load of Hey Y'alls. And for those who don't know, Hey Y'alls are a popular vodka-based hard iced tea canned beverage. After this, Paris came home with a truck full of Hey Y'alls. And according to our source, Jessica, he was never sober after this. Jessica states... There were various occasions where Paris would be drunk and sitting in his underwear on our road. He was also handing out bags of hey y'all like they were candy. Jessica continues with the story of Paris behaving inappropriately at a barbecue. Quote, on May 4th, 2019, I had a barbecue for my birthday. 
April, and Paris came as well as many of my friends and family. Paris was so inebriated and acted so inappropriately that we had to ask him to leave. He was making inappropriate comments towards some of the children present as well as my auntie. The next day, I told April he was no longer allowed to come over if he was drunk. I still have the messages from this day. We should have said something then, but we just didn't take it seriously. Jessica was able to send us the screenshots of her conversation with April, and here's what was said. Jessica, I hate to say it, but drunk Paris probably shouldn't come here anymore. I like sober Paris, and of course you are welcome here anytime. April, I totally understand I don't want drunk Paris around either. I feel like I'm stuck with him. His drinking has become a big problem. Not sure what's going to happen, but something has to change. I can't live this way. He was threatening to kill me last night. Jessica, maybe it's time to kick him to the curb. April, that's how I feel. I don't know what to do right now because I'm emotional. I'll figure it out. So Paris was one of the initial people to report April missing to the police. But when police stated that they were going to come to Spuzzum to take an official statement from him, Paris disappeared. On April 15th, 2020, a resident in the area of Vi Road noticed a red Chevy truck with a camper parked but didn't think much of it as he wasn't aware that the police were looking for it. It wasn't until the next day, April 16th, when he passed the truck again, except this time it was surrounded by police that the man knew his observation from the previous day could be significant. So on April 16th, 2020, police located April's 1998 red Chevrolet 2500. The vehicle was reported to be located at the intersection of Powerhouse Road and Vi Road near the Abbotsford-Chilliwack border. This is over 100 kilometers away from Spuzzum or an hour and 19 minutes drive. The RCMP did not locate April with the vehicle. However, they did find a male inside the truck. Police attempted to make contact with the man inside and were able to have a short dialogue before things went quiet. When they were able to gain access to the vehicle, they located the man suffering from self-inflicted wounds. Now you'll notice there that they describe it as self-inflicted wounds, not gunshot wounds. The nature of the injuries that this man was suffering from have not been made public. Inside the vehicle with this man were April's purse as well as April's dog Chipper, whom family and friends say she would never leave behind. Paramedics arrived at the scene and tended to the man's wounds while transporting him to the hospital. The man later died that night from his wounds, and due to the man's death happening during the course of police action, the Independent Investigations Office was called in to investigate the cause of his death. Police initially did not identify this man to the public, but days later, police confirmed that the man found wounded inside the vehicle was April's fiancé, Paris Margison. On April 21, 2020, the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team classified April's disappearance as the result of foul play. The following is an excerpt from the Hope Standard. Quote, April may have met with foul play, and that is why IHIT is involved, IHIT spokesperson Sergeant Frank Jang said in a press release issued on April 21st. Quote, I understand there is a concerned group of April's friends and family who are anxiously waiting for an update on her whereabouts, and we are doing all we can to find answers. Please remember that every small bit of information is important. Now, police say her last known communication was on March 28th, but family say she was last heard from on April 5th, and her last bank transaction occurred on April 5th as well. 
The police also stated that she may have last been seen in the company of her boyfriend, Paris Margison, as well as her brown pug. Anyone who may have spotted her, Margison, or her vehicle since March 28, 2020, are being urged to call investigators immediately. The death of Paris Margison would only add a new level of complication to this case. The only person who could offer more answers and potentially be able to assist authorities in locating April was now deceased. This left police, search and rescue, as well as the family and community with absolutely no idea where to even begin to search for April. So police are obviously keeping their search efforts and locations close to the vest, but the family as well as Good Samaritans have searched extensively throughout uh, the vast area of the lower Fraser Canyon for any sign of April over the past three years. They've focused on areas that April and Paris were known to frequent for camping and hunting or just being out in nature. On the Facebook group Search for April, there are hundreds upon hundreds of comments made by people who have searched various areas, put up missing posters, and suggested areas that haven't been explored yet. The area between Spuzzum and where the truck was located is 116 kilometers of highway surrounded by wilderness and also right next to the Fraser River, which is the longest river in British Columbia, and the Fraser empties into the Strait of Georgia, which is ocean. So that alone is a daunting amount of terrain to cover, and we're not even sure if it's the right area to be searching. If Paris was indeed responsible for April's disappearance, he was no doubt very familiar with the region surrounding Highway 1 near Spuzzum and beyond due to his time working along the Trans-Canada Highway. One jumping off point for searchers was scouring Paris's social media posts for areas that he favored. He posted a lot of photos of him out in nature, so the thought was maybe they would find the answers in one of the locations he had previously spent time at. We also have to mention that the timing of this case also added to the complexity. As I'm sure everyone remembers, April of 2020 was an incredibly strange time for all of us. The world was in an absolute panic as it was the very beginning of the COVID pandemic. Everything was shut down. We were all told to stay home and keep our social interactions at a bare minimum. We were sort of glued to our TVs and phones, continuously doom scrolling for the latest information we could get our hands on. This is why it's not incredibly surprising to us that the timeline on April's disappearance is a bit messy with no one being 100% sure of when the last time they saw her was. We were all living in a sort of trance, being inundated with traumatizing news stories. It was hard to keep track of what day of the week it was by this time. If you weren't a frontline worker, you had likely been off work for two weeks or more. It was a bit like a perfect storm for a person to go missing and have it go under the radar. It was actually normal to not see your family, friends, and loved ones for extended periods of time during the beginning of 2020. So if we're looking at this through the lens of this definitely being foul play, the crisis of a pandemic and the chaos that came with that provided the perpetrator of this crime with a massive distraction and gave them a few days of wiggle room in terms of no one hearing from or seeing April. Jessica shared with us that people spent weeks searching for April. People brought food, wood, and water for the searchers and set up marshalling stations. A ceremonial fire was started and maintained on April's garden lot. Jessica shared with us that along with her husband, she personally searched up the Skagit River, the Nahutlich River area near Boston Bar, Spuzzum Creek Forestry Service Road, the Anderson Forestry Service Road, and the general Spuzzum area. 
At a vigil held in Hope, British Columbia in May of 2020, Leanne Nett, April's sister-in-law, said that the search has become more challenging as time has gone on and search parties have now looked in most of the places identified. She was quoted as saying, I have really given my full self to finding April, and every day coming up empty-handed has been the most difficult thing I've ever faced. It's tough to have no clues, nothing to go on. We're going on clairvoyance, mediums, visions, and our own dreams. It's not a lot. So the family has consulted with a clairvoyant who has provided them with an insightful vision. These visions have influenced the family's search efforts, specifically areas along the Fraser Canyon where the couple may have been camping. As of July 13th, 2023, no sign of April has been located in any of the searches done by law enforcement or by the family and community members. The police continue to encourage the public to look at the photos of April Parisian, Paris Margeson, as well as the 1998 Chevy truck um, and see if they if it jogs anyone's memories as to whether or not they have more information. No matter how big or small, please bring it forward to the police and we will add the uh, phone numbers and email addresses into our show notes. On March 29, 2021, the first of three sets of remains were discovered near Hope, British Columbia, in quick succession. During the spring thaw in the Fraser Valley, nature has a way of helping with searches. Several families were contacted as I hit set about identifying three sets of remains found in three different areas, including the family members of April Parisian, Trina Hunt, and Shailene Bell. Two sets of remains were found in remote areas of Hope, while another was found in the Mission area. IHIT has identified one of these sets of remains, but they have not publicly released the identity of this individual. Another set was a missing 23-year-old male from Saskatchewan named Jordan Naderer, and the third set was identified as Trina Hunt, and her murder remains unsolved. On May 26, 2021, at approximately 1.50 p.m., a passing motorist reported seeing a human body near Highway 1 between Hope and Yale. These remains were identified as being 19-year-old Melissa Elizabeth Steele, who was missing from the Vancouver area. As always, we are always looking for ways in which our listeners can help. So in this case, you can join the Facebook group Search for April to stay up to date or to be aware of any search efforts that may be coming up or ongoing should you wish to join those. If you don't have Facebook, you can also share April's missing poster on other social media. You can also share this episode in order to ensure that more people are aware that April Parisian is still missing and a family is looking for answers. If you happen to live in the Lower Mainland and go camping, hiking, hunting, fishing, or any other kind of outdoor adventuring in the Lower Fraser Canyon region, be on the lookout for any signs of April. She was last seen wearing a white blouse and blue jeans, so if you're on the trails and come across clothing of any sort or any kind of discarded items, please take photos and note the location and send that information to law enforcement. It's going to take a lot of civilian involvement to bring April home but we believe that there is someone out there who holds a piece of information that could help lead authorities to ultimately being able to find April. We also know that we have a few truckers out there listening to the podcast on your journeys. We ask that you keep an eye out and an ear out for any sign of April Parisian, especially those in the heavy towing community in the lower Fraser Canyon that may have been familiar with Paris Margeson's hunting grounds. We reached out to IHIT and they wanted to provide a statement for this episode. So here's the official statement that was provided to us. Hi, Caitlin and Graham. 
Thank you for your interest in amplifying April's case and to help bring justice as well as peace to her family, friends, and community. As you may be aware, the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team, IHIT, is responsible for investigating and maintaining conduct of all homicides, suspicious deaths, and missing persons reasonably believed to be the result of homicide that occur within the areas of jurisdiction for the RCMP Lower Mainland District, the Abbotsford Police Department, the New Westminster Police Department, the Port Moody Police Department, and the West Vancouver Police Department, serving 29 RCMP communities and four municipal police communities. The investigation into the tragic disappearance of April Parisian from Spuzzum, B.C., has been maintained by IHIT, working closely with the HOPE RCMP since April of 2020. In the early stages of the investigation, April's fiancé, Paris Margison, died as a result of self-inflicted wounds before investigators could speak with him regarding the investigation. Though Margison had been identified as a person of interest, his death has left IHIT unable to confirm or rule out his involvement and has left many questions unanswered. IHIT has investigated all available leads in an effort to locate April and are now hoping someone from the public can come forward with new information that can help bring peace to her family. Now, in August of 2023, the investigation remains open. IHIT investigators are asking anyone with information to contact the IHIT information line at 1-877-551-IHIT, and that's 4448 or by email at ihitinfo at rcmp-grc.gc.ca. That statement was provided to us from Sergeant Timothy Peretti, who is the Media and Public Relations Officer for the Integrated Homicide Investigations Team. We would like to thank Sergeant Peretti, as well as the other members of IHIT, for providing us with this statement. So, April's case remains open, and IHIT has investigated all of the leads that have been provided to them. So we again ask folks to look at the photos we're going to post on our Instagram and share them on their own social media pages in an effort to garner more tips. There had to have been more people that saw April Parisian in early April of 2020 or who saw Paris Margison during the same time frame. Did you observe the red 1998 Chevrolet 2500 pickup with the uh, camper in the cargo bed? You could be holding a key piece of information that could bring a family as well as a community the peace they have been waiting for. You could help bring April Parisian back to her loved ones where she belongs. You can also share this episode and our social media posts to help keep April in the public eye. April Parisian was reported missing in April of 2020 and she was last seen in the lower Fraser Canyon community of Spotsum. April is described by police as an indigenous woman with blonde hair, blue eyes, she is 5 foot 7 and between 240 to 280 pounds. She is known to shop in Chilliwack and is a well-known face around Hope. That's all we have for this week's episode of True North True Crime. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave us a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media at TNTC Pod. We'll see you in 2 weeks with a brand new episode. Until then, stay safe everyone. Stay safe. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.